And so I have a question, actually. Um, and it is for each of you guys. And I've actually done... <clears throat> when I've talked to him, I've actually probably ended up doing the most inside baseball with this with Paul. So you're going to go last, Paul. Okay. But my question for each of you is, what exactly do you think we're going to be doing tonight in tonight's oh no. episode? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> what happened in the last episode? <laughs> well, uh, we did, we did the, point, the point is... <laughs> we finished the, 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 the last episode this is the was... This episode. Yes, this is... So, well... So well, not the last, yeah, the the last episode that we did was the last on the rails actual real episode of season one, and we are not yet moving to the first episode of season two. So, what do you think we're doing tonight? Gonna kill some vamps. If this isn't a beach episode, I'm calling the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, that's a fair point, though. I think, like, <laughs> My car has become an eldritch whore from across time. An eldritch whore. My, my real answer, though, is that we're going to meet up with that British guy that, you know, we put in jail, and he's going to actually have his episode today. Because <laughs> we kind of skipped oh, over. We kind of glossed over that episode. Mad Mod. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Mad, Mad Mod. Mod. I forgot about it. <laughs> he's going to break out of jail. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe I'll I'll be writing these ideas down. Wait, we actually did the Mad <laughs> episode. I just kind of forgot it. Well, not well. You you kidnapped him, kidnapped him on a roof, and then yeah. you just you you fucked off and did something else the rest of that episode. Yeah, that, that's true. I have an even more real answer. Joey's yeah. gonna have a plan, and we're gonna completely derail it. Hey, that's <laughs> definitely gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I don't know when robots are attacking. Uh, I don't know if it's now. Um, <laughs> um. Uh, but we are hired by the FBI, correct? I don't know, man. We there are vampires, and there's. There is Black Star being a terrorist. Black Star. Black Star from <laughs> from second. Soul Eater. <laughs> yes. He's a terrorist now. Wait a second. He Wait always a second. was. But, but uh, I forgot her name. Black Blackfire. Fire. You were Black close. <laughs> yeah, Krista. Not a stupid name like Black Star. Black <laughs> <Fire>. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Whoa! He called his wife an idiot. We have it on recording. <laughs> She's Listen, he's gonna surpass God. <laughs> Wait, did okay. we get Star we got Starfire back, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Okay. We we are all the gang back together again. Good. Very good. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, uh, Ryan, what do you think? I think we're gonna uh, take on some vampires. All right. Buffy the Vampire. That was my other guess. <laughs> Listen, it's time to infiltrate the CIA or wherever he's for. Yeah, I, per I, I personally vote that the whole team speed dates Blackfire. 
Hey, it could. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think see. I can do that. <laughs> Whoa. Tamaranian says. <laughs> I don't know enough about Tamaranian politics and uh, practices. <laughs> I can't date Blackfire. I want to be Blackfire. <laughs> you know that's that's what the that's what people say before they realize they're gay. <laughs> I don't love Avril Lavigne. I want to be her. <laughs> No, I always had a theory that we date what we want to be. Like, you know, men <laughs> just heck? think women are so pretty, and we're jealous that we can't be that pretty. Are, so are you talking scary. about penis envy? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we know you have you have female envy. We've mentioned this like no, no, I was talking about other guys. In the podcast. <laughs> I was talking about other guys. Oh, oh, other guys. Guys. oh all, all, all the other, other guys. guys. Your all friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Yes, uh, so so it's stated. I'll go ahead and uh, put in my vote for, um, yes, something to do with my car and or the other dimension. We're not voting. This is not a democracy. <laughs> it's anarchy! Uh, uh, well, I think pretty much everyone has gone. So, Paul, what do you think? Uh, this is going to be the episode where we uh, actually take down the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. yeah, us, not no, not the not no the characters. Us, it's, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this whole this whole this whole um this whole podcast has been sort of a cover up while we all become anonymous and just sort of infiltrate. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> is this going to be one of those meta episodes where we become the character? <laughs> Uh, but no, I suspect I, I suspect we're going to be taking on the uh, horrendous uh, government agent who is Wait. a vampire and has that one accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't remember. His we're name gonna for some we're reason. gonna stop the two showers uh, from falling. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. They, I mean, they already did in the timeline, so you cannot, <laughs> okay. you, 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 you cannot fuck with that. Uh, okay, because okay. it has already happened because it, it's the year is 2003 that happened in 2001 you cannot fuck with that <laughs> it, it sounds like you thought about that a lot <laughs> <laughs> no i have thought a lot about how like they wrote a weird thing in like like superman was in like another galaxy or something but he heard the towers fall and he was like crying Oh, and no. trying to get back, but he wasn't there in time. And I'm like, well, that is so like, what, what? Okay, I know, <laughs> what the fuck? Sort of, sort of like how the minions from Minions were suspiciously absent during the Holocaust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, we can time travel and listen in on President Bush's secret meeting where they planned it. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I can. I can. I can uh, read the transcript to you guys. Oh, okay, here, good, good, here, good. released here first <laughs> on the Teen Titans Roll podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, with all of those those uh, guesses out of the way, let's start this episode of Teen Titans Roll.
okay. So forgive me because forgive me if this is a little inelegant because I do not have a script. <laughs> there was no script given to me by by the cartoon's existence. But I think um so it's been some time after the incidents of the last episode. Um the traumatic events of uh of that starfire went through being trapped in the speed force and uh and you guys getting uh, and cyborg getting back to the his prime universe and um yeah so it's been a bit of time since then you guys were given this warning by starfire about an impending like attack from a bunch of robots oh no but you haven't uh it hasn't been it wasn't very long that you had to contemplate those threats before you were <clears throat> approached again by plastic man and agent morgan um and they told you guys that um basically they they had put feelers out to try to be able to tell when um it seemed like the vampire cia agent uh joseph logan would reach out to you all right to for the favor that he wants you to work alongside him for um and but they were able to kind of intercept that that would happen soon and so meet with you before that happens to kind of prep you for what they kind of have an idea of what he's going to be going for and asking you for generally but they have a plan put together essentially um and they want to basically talk to you guys uh you know to to meet with you to talk about the the thing and the fact that he'll be approaching you soon and how you should respond to that so we can say that this episode um at least chronologically begins with um with you guys meeting with plastic man and agent morgan once again and uh i suppose edwina will be somewhere nearby as well <laughs> i guess she has to be existent too she is their child she also must exist i guess <laughs> so you guys um are basically you're in another meeting this is the meeting that how how the meeting the first meeting you had with them probably would have progressed a little more uh, if you had not then been interrupted by uh, <laughs> by going at, to John Constantine and fucking around with him and doing <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, Agent Morgan says, so we've intercepted some news that he's on the move. Joseph Logan will be approaching you soon with 
that offer to work with him that he told you about um, so long ago. He will very likely, if you try to refuse his offer, bring up, well, the things he honestly did do for you guys. Back when Cinderblock was defeated and there were all those riots in response to him, to his to his death, when they all just went away the next day, that was him. And he'll probably tell you that he can bring that all back on your heads if you don't help him. Also, he said, and she slides a file over to Robin, also, we heard through an um, interagency communication that some hacking attempts on a federal prison were conducted from your tower a few months ago. Um, we understand that it was just so that you could get more information about who Cinderblock was after, but he'll probably use that against you too. It is illegal. <laughs> and not not that like it's this is Ryan's fault because I think that was <laughs> that was uh that was Delansky back then, but 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 you did do that. Listen. <laughs> I take no responsibility for this. <laughs> hey, doing things like that is what makes sure that you know, neither we die and we you know are we, we can make sure to cause the least damage. <sighs> Perhaps, but it's just one of the many hot-button political issues about how free superheroes should be to act in in our country that he could definitely leak to the press and make your lives pretty difficult. But the cinder block is not dead. She goes, but he isn't? Um, Constantine told us that he wasn't actually dead. Yeah. Or at least that we were free of... No, no, he was, he said under no uncertain terms. Even if we were, we, we pers, like, under no uncertain terms, he couldn't have been dead. Or else it would, he would be seeing that we had caused death. Yeah. So she she looks surprised by this. She says, I don't she kind of looks through some of her, her intelligence. She says, I hadn't heard anything about that. I can't confirm it. She looks at Plastic Man and he just shrugs, goes, But mm, well, if someone at the Justice League knows about it, it's not me. Not that they tell me anything. Seems yeah. a, a little beside the point now, though. Even if Cinderblock is alive, he's not going to resurface. And if he has the the power to make all those protests go away, he also has the power to keep Cinderblock hidden until he needs us to finish what we're starting. Mm -hmm. Do we have an idea of what he's going to have us do? He says, well, not exactly, but I'm 
Well, my suspicions aren't positive. She looks very seriously at each of you. She says, I don't want to insult the work that you do. I think it's very important. But there are some things that happen that us normal people have to deal with without hero's help that is very dark and well we get our hands pretty dirty what i've been able to tell from joseph logan is that there is a government plane being chartered to land soon at an airfield and well its flight path isn't public but We've heard rumors, and based off of fuel capacity and the kind of carrier that this plane is, do you? he probably wants to take you out of the country. Well, that's not the worst thing, but who's going to protect Jump City? She says, well, thankfully... The darker edges of your work have kind of alleviated that problem for a bit. Your recent uh, setback or defeat of Slade has lulled expected crime rates for a bit. Other villains aren't eager to immediately start their plans if someone as high profile as him has been recently defeated by you. So I believe if you accept his offer, um, it should be okay to leave Jump City for a little while. And then Plastic Man pipes and goes, and yeah, and that's, and I'll be here too. I'll stay behind. Trust me. I, I know you kids think you're tough, but a Justice Leaguer is more than enough for the crime in this city. Robin kind of narrows his eyes at that. <laughs> I I have confidence, Plastic Plastic Man, that you can survive anything. He goes, yeah, I mean, I pretty much can. He go, he looks at Robin. He says, <laughs> he says, he looks at Robin. He goes, I mean, bats did like uh, find me after I had been like frozen for like a thousand years. So, you know. Like, I'm only human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Plastic Man is like, look, I'm awesome, okay? It'll be fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Agent Morgan says, real humble, Plaz. Um, and then she goes, well, so... As we've discussed a little bit before, um, well, actually, let me just look at my notes for a moment. So, plastic uh, man. So well, I'm, you, I'm looking. So... Oh, go ahead. I'm, lo- I'm looking at notes, so I'm not going to be able to answer for a moment. Oh, okay. One second. Plastic man is a different person. He should be able to answer. <laughs> is plastic? Man... <laughs> <laughs> is he in the room with us? Uh, <laughs> so she says. So. 
the issue of the plane going out of the country just confirms that you may be involved in something that I was able to undercover in connection to this lo this Logan, this vampire. He, um, I found out that there is a a man, a government official, more like a warlord, in a country called 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 Karak, uh, or uh, uh, Kurak, um, and hold on, Kurak. So just for you guys, so there's Iraq or Iraq, right? <laughs> Which is a real place. There's Kurak, which is a DC place name holder, so that you're not actually going to Iraq. Uh, it it is a real fake place, as the DC universe has a lot of those. Um, We're going to fight so drama insane. <laughs> um, so he says, "There's there's a man there who I found evidence." Um, I uncovered partially redacted communiques in the intelligence agencies that suggest that he at least claims to have blackmail on this Logan and that Logan has been making moves against him. He's probably going to try to attack um, this individual's facility. Um, so that he can get rid of this blackmail evidence. The reason we would like you to accept Joseph Logan's offer to help him, or a request to help him, is because we want you to get a copy of that evidence first before Logan can destroy it. Then we can use it to convince higher-ups in our, in the government to kick him out so that he's no longer influencing American uh, intelligence agencies' politics. So you wish for us to blackmail the Agent Logan? She says, well, we would do that dirty work, but we need you to collect the blackmail evidence. She says, we have some thoughts. Robin, we have been working on something. And she takes out a mask that looks like yours and flips it around. And there are like, there's this these visual displays. Um, she says, you're likely familiar with this kind of tech, but we, um, we suspect that out of everyone, he'll want you to get closest to this individual. And we've made this custom mask that will record um, everything during the mission. If you just see the documents, then we'll have what we need, and he can destroy the physical evidence. Well, like the writing on the documents. Yes. Yeah, we actually have to get close enough. Yes. How much time do you need to scan the documents with that, or is it like a picture? She says, well, it'll be taking video, so if you just get a good look at it, um, <laughs> now... Uh, like the new she... Batman movie. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> she says, now, I could say, 
it'll it'll like burn it'll burn scan with lasers on the document like in metal gear solid 5 because that's what i want to say <laughs> but but uh it's pretty much it'll take a video and so if you get a good stationary look you you look at it so that they have a frame of the page oh, so it has to be stationary <laughs> Well, I mean, if you grab it, you're like, and you're running, and there's shit exploding, and you're like, look at this, look at this, and then it's just like that. So I can't do like a backflip over top of it and look at it really fast. <laughs> no, and it'll probably be like whatever it is. It might be a few pages. They don't know what the blackmail is. Fair. They're guessing it'll be like it'll a binder or something, or like it'll be on a computer screen that you have to hack into, or or something like that. They don't know what they're expecting exactly, but they need you to use this um this this video tech to get a copy of it um she says and th and that way um you can destroy it like logan will want you to do without um without um exposing uh the fact that you're a double agent sounds like a plan where do i sign up <laughs> she says well we uh don't want to leave a paper trail on this one so nowhere yeah, that's fair. Um, so she says, so we know that he will be approaching you soon with um, this request, really more of a demand, I'm sure, to join him. And she says, and we can also confirm, and she looks over at you, Starfire, with a bit of... Uh, kind of a sad look on her face. She says, we can also confirm that your sister has been working alongside him for quite some time now. He, well, he's very subtle, but seems that even he has a hard time keeping her low on the radar. There have been a lot of, um, well, there's been a lot of meta-human involvement that hasn't been reported in the news, but that we're aware of. A lot of involvement um, in the war effort. I, um, I have... My face holds that uh, early 2000s anime emote where my expression doesn't change, but the light in my eyes, like, wiggles. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She says, well, um, this is what you have. Do you have any more questions? Do you think that Blackfire is going to be involved in this mission at all? She says, I can't say, but from what I know, he is, or she is one of his top assets, so I would suspect it. And from what we've said before, or from what we've talked about before, he did say to you that that if you wanted to work along, if you wanted to work alongside Blackfire in the future, that he'd have opportunities for you. So I suspect so. We have to rescue her, right? We'll get her out. We'll get her out, Starfire. What if she doesn't want to be rescued? I once again uh, stare 
in an anime in a very anime way and don't answer <laughs> the eyes go dark and colorless <laughs> yeah yeah my, my bangs uh cast a shadow over my eyes <laughs> indeed yeah any any other questions for agent morgan mm. that's somebody all i got ask, somebody should ask what we'll be fighting i don't think i would be the one to ask that but somebody should probably ask that <laughs> That's a good idea. So, any idea what kind of rain dangers will end up here? Is there anything that, well, you know, we might have to punch, or try not to punch, or just one way or another have to deal with? That's actually very astute, Cyborg. He... <laughs> um, uh, he says he will likely not care about collateral damage. Whatever he wants you to do, if there are people in the way, unpowered people, even if they're soldiers, well, he might want you to go through them. Obviously, we are not advocating that you do that, though we understand that, like the situation with Cinderblock, there are times when you can't pull your punches. But... As heroes, I would hope that you would do your best not to go as hard as he wants you to against these people. Let me tell you right now, that goes without saying. We, uh, we don't want a repeat of that situation. We are, I know we're in another country. It would probably be easier to hide, but it's not just about our image. It's about our, well self-image indeed um so just be careful um he will probably expect resistance to that kind of action from you so he might not push too hard in that regard but who knows what other agents he might have involved in this mission in addition to you um other than blackfire and uh, well, they might not have the restraint that you will. So, of course, follow your consciences, but understand that war sometimes is a place where your conscience dies. Oh, man, I'm not going to like this, am I? No, no, sorry. Speaking of morally questionable answers, hey, Plastic Man, is your, the substance <laughs> of your body isn't something that could theoretically be synthesized into armor plating, is there? Is it? He looks at you for a moment, like with like 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 he is, he has a blank expression, but you know he still had a grin on his face, <laughs> and it's just like the grin gets very still for a moment, and then he goes. It seems like he like starts like having life in his. <laughs> in his body again for a moment and he goes I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well if you're ever inclined to experiment I'm not going to force that one on you but you know I'm always looking for upgrades he's like mm, yeah well I mean maybe we'll see we'll see how you do on this one kid and uh maybe we can talk about the sample or whatever wow i feel really inappropriate saying it that way in front of a bunch of children 
Yeah. No, no. Look, I'm legal. It's okay for me to ask about taking people into myself. <laughs> he what? goes, nope, not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a random question. Do I know if Plastic Man would know my um, my given name? <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> wait, why would he? Uh, do you I just do you, do you just want to ask him? Do you know my name? No, no, I just I don't know. I don't know why. Okay, <laughs> I don't either. And the most mysterious comment on this episode award goes to. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to ask him. I was going to pull him aside and ask him in private because what's his name is named what? Like Joseph Logan? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, and I was going to ask him, I was going to be like, so um, my last name is Logan. That's a common name, right? There's no <laughs> relation at all. <laughs> you don't know anything about that? More likely to be uh, related to uh, Wolverine. Yeah, you were dead. Who? who? Literally, who? who? Oh, wait. Wow. This is DC. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you don't have more questions for uh, Agent Morgan, then. No, can... I'm, ju I'm just updating the uh, kidnap to kidnap list. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Um,. <laughs> Well, not cool, but <laughs> anyway. During the dark, dark cyborg arc. <laughs> um, so, with this preparation, um, them giving you this new mask that will record everything, um, it is actually the next night when you guys are out on patrol. Robin, you... Uh, between... Everyone else like flying ahead or or you know cyborg driving down in the car and on a different route, you land down on a rooftop and you sense you have there's this smell like tobacco smoke, and you turn and look down into this dark alley and you see slowly brighten this cigar stub like or this you know like a like a lit cigar get brighter and you see a little bit of a face looking looking up at you from the alleyway do we wreck does it, it look you, familiar? No, you, you guys are split split apart this is a oh. point where your guys are doing basically pat nightly patrol got it you're flying around people are flying different directions to make sure that you know they're on a good route for potential crime you're probably driving around in your car, cyborg. Well, no, your car doesn't exist. Well, well, oh, well, well, so that, so, so that's, yeah, that's a question. Yeah. So, so, so at the There's end of the, time. yeah, at the end of the original episode, you actually rebuilt your car. So I believe oh. you would have rebuilt your car probably with the help of some of the team um, in between the time. So yes, you're driving around the version 2.0 of your car. Um, Definitely has some uh, seafaring upgrades. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Uh, if it's if it's wasn't already clear, I am definitely at the very least wearing my pirate's hat. <laughs> okay. Maybe my... You just I, wear I... a pirate's hat now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um 
when you like stop your car and like get out to get a cheeseburger or like go in to like to Radio Shack or whatever, people are like, "Hey, cyborg, why do you look like a pimp now?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you know how it is. Uh, and then one one lady kind of like covers her her or her son goes, "Mommy, what's a pimp?" If cyborgs one, I want to be one when I grow up. And and she goes, oh, and she looks at you, disgusted face, and she's like, hey, you should hey. you should really set a better example. And hold she on, storms on. away. I'm sorry, kid, kid. I'm not a pimp. I'm a pirate. We don't. I, I we steal a different kind of thing. She she's walking away. She's very upset. She's gonna miss that. She's gonna do a very Karen review on superheroes Yelp or whatever. No. <laughs> superheroes Yelp is a horrifying disturbance. <laughs> Yeah, the boys. <laughs> the boys. Um, so he wore a bad hat, <laughs> <laughs> and I was offended by that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the point is, you guys are all split apart on your patrol, and Robin, you see that cigar, and you see a bit illuminated, a bit of a face that you have seen once before. I'm going to drop down into the alleyway nearby. Slowly stepping into the light a little more, you see this uh, Joseph Logan. He goes, well, 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 he says, Robin, it has been quite a while. You seem different somehow lots been going on yes I've been reading up on what you've been doing he says that business with Slade (laughs) slippery character him well Well, done we do our best to take down slippery characters He nods, and that is why I'm here to see you this evening. He says, I'm sure for a while you've expected this to come, but now's the time. He says, I would like your help on a little mission that I have. If you want to do some good for your country, son, I've got an opportunity. Opportunity or orders? (laughs) Well, well, son, while it surprises me that you're not already enlisted, it isn't an order, just a strong suggestion and a reminder that every choice has consequences. He takes another drag from his cigar. What's the mission? Hmm, very, he's like, you'll find out. Right, do you accept? Sounds like it's a yes. Well, and I didn't even have to bring up some of my blackmail. Very good, very good. 
He says, I do lack much more straightforward business. The underhanded manipulation gets a little tiresome after a while in my line of work. But anyway, at the airfield outside of town, there's a plane. Gather your team up, and we'll meet there. When are we meeting there? Right now? It's like, well, I'm a busy man, Robin. Or should I say Mr. Grayson? Meet you there in 20. Ooh, a challenge. I better be on my way then. He tips his cowboy hat. Just a reminder for everyone about the visual appearance of this individual. He has like a uh, a cowboy hat with like a big, not subtle at all, like CIA badge on the top of it. He wears, uh, he has like a hairline kind of like, um, like Agent Smith from... Uh, you know, from from the Matrix, the Matrix. yeah. Um, you know, Elrond, right? He has that kind of an, a hairline. He has um, obviously the kind of like pale skin because he's a vampire, um, and he wears, uh, you know, he has kind of a cowboy getup, though he's a little lean. You know, he he's a he's a good old Southern boy, Texas Texas type, but like not as portly as some of those individuals. He, very lean, very lithe. Uh, but, you know, he's got the brooch, you know, on his neck and and the typical get-up and the cowboy boots. Um, and and he wears, like, like a suit jacket over, over, his, uh, over his undershirt, basically, for, f- like, like, that's his formal wear. He all, also always wears aviator sunglasses when you've seen him, even though it's the middle of the night and he would never be in the sunlight, obviously. And his face looks strikingly like Daniel Craig. <laughs> that accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so after saying that he that he likes a challenge, he dips his hat to you and then turns into a bat and flies off into the night (laughs) what a way to leave a room (laughs) Uh uh-huh pull out the communicator titans it's time okay so sometime later you guys coalesce (laughs) i put on sunglasses (laughs) time to be spy You guys coalesce onto the airfield, and there's a portion of the airfield um, that's for military use, but the guard just wordlessly, without even like making eye contact with any of you, just lets you in. Good man to the facility. Good man. Uh, he does not respond in any way. Um, but then you head in and. In the airfield, there's nothing else out on the field right now other than in the middle, this big, like, cargo carrier plane. It's, um, it's, uh, um, you know, it's like a big, 
yeah, it's the uh, big, uh, like, Boeing-type C-17 Globemaster. Or, like, if for those of you who have seen the Fast and Furious movies, you know, it's like they were in one of those at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big-ass plane that, you know, in this movie, in the scene, the soldiers go into and are like, all right, yeah, we sit in the back in these kind of weird, uncomfortable seats and strap in, and we can do halo jumps out of the back <laughs> if we need to. Um, so there's this big plane. The back, the loading portion of it is open. It seems to be minimally crude. There's not much military personnel around, but you see a... Um, uh, you see... That, Sorry. But, bless you. Bless Ooh, you. <laughs> excuse me. Um, you see... Um, yeah, so you guys are... Um, you see this plane and you're walking towards it and uh, walking out of the plane, there's Logan once more. Um, he says, Huh. If I weren't an undead, I would have broke a sweat trying to beat you kids here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, he says, well, this will be our chariot across the sea. He says, I believe you know my companion here. And walking out from the plane, you see uh, dressed in um, kind of this uh uh she's got like this kind of like suit jacket thing but it's all unbuttoned and and everything her hair is done up in like a like a a bun just to be and but it's kind of like falling out in spaces and you know she has a pair of sunglasses hanging off of her collar um and she also most noticeably she has her uh sleeves rolled up a good bit Mm-hmm. So that this kind of semi-formal secret agent wear is more practical for her, right. um, you know, a very Spike Spiegel esque <laughs> scenario. Um, but she also has uh, this. Um, she has like a new tattoo kind of going up her arm. This like serpent design, um, and she steps down onto the tarmac there and looks and grins at your group and she goes well hello sister it's good to see you again blackfire blackfire (laughs) i i glance at cyborg and then glance back at blackfire you you are you are well she says, oh, sister, I'm better than well. I've been um, really enjoying the work that I've been doing with Mr. Logan here. Um, yeah, I sort of... I sort of fa- very faintly grimace at that and uh, realizing I can't really engage much further in this particular... Uh, location i just sort of nod at her uh agent logan says well kids this is the bus everybody on board 
<sighs> I said I wouldn't get on a bus a long time ago. Well, glad it was a metaphor. I'm just like trying to act all cool and spy like, and I'm just like sneaking on the plane on, on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Are you all heading into the plane? Oh yeah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, I, I just want to clarify. If there's any confusion because you dipped out for a second, uh, Raven, I can re recap if you need it. So no, so, I'm good. Okay, I was running to the restroom. All right, cool. Um, all right, so you guys move onto this plane, sitting in the seats, buckling in. The back closes as you as it starts to move forward. Um, there seems to be kind of a, um, like, like in the middle portion of the plane, you know, it's a big open portion, but there's a cordoned off area that seems to be like maybe command center or lounge for, um, for, uh, Logan. And, um, he, uh, he says, well, if you need anything, Blackfire will be back here with you all. I have some last minute uh, finer points to deal with. He tips his hat again and then he goes back into his room. And so you guys are going to be on some ungodly long flight, like 16 hours or something stupid. Like. <laughs> but, but if you want to do any RP in between, you can. But otherwise, in a movie way, it will cut to wherever you guys are next. Um, I, if anyone else has something they can do, uh, they want to do, uh, feel free. I, I do have a, I do have an a, a sort of A-plot thing. <laughs> Robin's just going to be, like, taking out his equipment, looking over his equipment, cleaning his equipment, just being ready for the mission. <laughs> for 16 hours. <laughs> 16 <laughs> hours. It takes a while. It takes a while to clean everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, is this what? a plane with a movie screen? No, <laughs> it in fact has like nothing in it. Oh, is the thing. Damn, There's like the it's like open. There are like these like supply like pallets, right? You know, like big things in the back and then like you kind of look towards the back. You think there's a Humvee in here, but otherwise towards the back of the plane is like is like um is is the seats that you hook yourself into and there's a big long line of them right because this could carry like a ton of infantry uh Man, or, were or you allowed people. to bring like a game boy or a book or something because that's a long flight <laughs> <laughs> well i guess you didn't know that you would be on one so <laughs> i guess i'll just sleep <laughs> <laughs> i definitely pull out a book from nowhere <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> So like, do you have a spare? Can I can I, yeah. can I can I attempt to read something? I pass I'm Beast so Boy weird. a book, but it's like really weird and cryptic. Is it in German or like some it's weird like in language? Latin? It, it looks it looks like it's in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like got a creepy cover and the and the pages are like weirdly like it's very like old and archaic. It's definitely not what Beast Boy would be into. And I just pass it to him with a straight face. 
I'm just like, I feel like this is going to put an evil spell on me. (laughs) (laughs) No, Raven totally doesn't have any books that like have a secret dragon or something in them. (laughs) Raven just smirks and takes it back. (laughs) Nice. Um, I sleep and I snore loudly. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, any anything else? Um, I say, so, Blackfire, how you been doing? Oh, I've been doing wonderful, Handsome. How have you been? I've been doing well. Listen, hey, let's get this discussion out of the way. We oh, didn't here we a, go. We didn't end on exactly good terms last time we saw each other. But, uh... You know, we have to work together now, so we're going to count as one of the teams. So it's it's going to go just fine. I just want a few upfront rules. One, we absolutely protect the team, and we don't antagonize Starfire. And the third thing is we don't produce casualties. Those are Those are the three rules of working on this team. Got it? She looks at you for a moment with just kind of like a, like she's smiling in her with her mouth open a little bit. And she's like kind of looking at you with a raised eyebrow, like kind of an incredulous expression. Uh, and she goes, all right, robot boy. Good. Then we won't have any trouble. <laughs> Not on my account. Good. Well, of course there's going to be trouble. She um, kind of looks over the team. She says, uh, and, and it actually is, uh, it can be intentional that you kind of go, uh, and then she yeah. kind of goes, and how are you doing? She kind of leans forward in her seat, you know, and puts her hands like like on her chin. And she goes, and how have you been? Uh, it's like uh, she was like uh, and she says and how have you been dark and brooding i over not not at you not at you at at raven (laughs) (laughs) cyborg answers dark and brooding what (laughs) i was like i I start sweating a little bit (laughs) at first i act like i didn't hear her and then eventually i look up and I just kind of stare at her for a long moment and then I go back to my book. <laughs> okay. So like ju- she she looks at you too and at first, you know, it's very clear she's like trying to be flirty or and trying to but also a little intimidating just to the whole group in general. Uh and like she's in control and she gets what she wants and blah blah blah. But like you look at her for a while and it's like with your passive insight just a little bit before you look away is like when she will very soon probably look away because her, well, her cheeks are not reddening. I guess it would be purpling a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I wait until she does that, like blushes or whatever. And then I look away just to add insult to injury. (laughs) She She kind of like, inadvertently was like holding her breath a little bit and she exhales you hear her exhale a little bit (sighs) 
Well, anyway, she kind of leans back, crosses her legs and like, you know, kind of like puts her arms behind her head, you know, kind of like leaning back casually. Says, oh, well, anyway, um, I heard you fought off that Slade fellow. He's kind of a legend in my, my new circles. You have you have heard talk of Slade? Oh, talk. More like ghost stories, sister. He was a terrible man. Hmm. Maybe. Although I've never really known you to be the best judge of character, Coriander. Glares. <laughs> um, we have all been. It seems as though we have all been through a lot. You, uh, you, Blackfire, have had some unique experiences, and and so have I. Um, but. I hope we, I hope I hope we can work together. Roll insight. Okay. Uh, boy, first roll of the game. Um insight is Insight is a is that an intelligence or wisdom? It's that's wisdom. Not... Wisdom based. Wisdom. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> okay. She's quiet for a moment, and um, and then she like like she doesn't really seem to fully respond to what you said, and is quiet for a moment. She just kind of has like a terse, like not quite a frown but definitely not a smile either and she's she had she's put on her those sunglasses and uh so you can't really see her eyes um and she goes well and you know she kind of claps her hands down on her knees as she's like getting up and she says well I should get some shut eye before uh, uh, before too long. Anyway, I cast the message spell. I cast I cast the message cantrip. Okay. And I say I, I and I say to her, um, Blackfire, you can communicate without um, you can communicate without the without the cowboy here without the cowboy hearing us. Um, I'm I was I was very worried about you, and I am glad you are safe. She kind of obviously not apparent to everyone in the room, but yeah. she pauses what she was saying kind of midway and is still for a moment. And then she kind of looks in your direction. She says out loud, not in response to the message. She goes, I'm going to bed. And she walks away. And... um 
for the rest of you, uh, Robin and uh, Raven, what are your passive insight scores? I believe it 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 should it should be ten plus your skill. I believe both of you. My my point being twenty one, twenty one, and I believe <laughs> it's something like that, or I I think maybe even bigger for um for for uh raven so um because it's wisdom and then i think you'd have the skill raven so it's like then plus proficiency so it'd be plus 14 for you <laughs> so it'd be yes. like 10, <laughs> 10 plus 14 yeah. <laughs> so yeah it'd be like 24 so the two of you kind of realize that um i mean you definitely realize that that starfire tried to communicate with her subtly um uh and that's why she stopped but before that the comment that starfire made clearly made blackfire uncomfortable and if you had to guess well her body language as she's walking away the way she's holding her arm is almost like guilt um though it seems almost like an impossible feeling to come from blackfire um so it's kind of why it's a question as to if that's the emotion for you but you definitely feel like she does not feel good about about the comment that uh that that starfire made and does not seem to want to respond to it at this time so she heads back into a different part of the of the plane further in and you all are left sitting there in this large open like uh cargo area of the plane sitting in your seats um and uh yeah is there anything you'd like to do interact with each other or we can skip ahead so there was one thing that i forgot to ask before we got this far in Mm mm-hmm Things have changed from the show a little bit. Just a little bit. And the Robin that is now, and knowing that there could potentially be casualties if people aren't under control, would potentially want everything he could possibly have at his disposal. Okay. And I, I get where you're going. Yes, and I think the rest of the team wouldn't like it, so I feel like he might have brought something with him that is potentially concealed. Okay, well, so here's the question. Um, I am not going to say that that equipment is particularly like a 100% rigid, like, Iron Man suit Mark I type thing, but it's not as, like, fold up and put in a backpack as a regular, um, as regular clothes, I don't think. That's a fair I mean, point. Yeah. Did you carry it in a suitcase? I'm trying to remember, actually. I have no Actually, actually I'm supposed to be pretending I don't know what this is, sorry. Oh, well, yeah, so... but... <laughs> So, I mean, maybe I have it just in a case along with me. 
Because I feel like if if he knew that Blackfire was going to be involved, he kind of thinks that whether she's able to be, you know, redeemed or not, that's not a good enough reason for him not to take a precaution of being able to stop her. Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, I will say that if you are just keeping it in the thing, that's fine. Now, do remember... The systems are self-integrated. So, like, the whole suit has to be worn for for any of, like, the gadgets to work, really. Um, and that was a limitation that I, I had yeah. for you so that you couldn't just be like, oh, I'm just going to wear the Red X glove and have the this. Uh, <laughs> because I think Robin's very... kind of like seeing how the situation pans out before he decides if he's going to go that route or not. Yeah, fair enough, for sure. I also um, don't think he would just wear his Robin suit on a mission like this. Perhaps, and um, if we if we move past this scene, then we'll kind of probably see a little bit more about what the expectations ah, okay. are for yes. uh, tactical gear and such, so. I just wanted to get that out there as a thought process. Yeah, no, uh, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, anyone else? Uh, yeah. Uh, can I stop Blackfire before she goes to uh, to go to sleep and say something to her? How? Okay, well, is she <laughs> as a gorilla? <laughs> no, like I mean, like just like talk to her. Well, she she walked away from the group oh, okay. and. I mean, you could try to pursue her, um, and see how that goes. Uh, n- no, it's it's fine. I mean, I guess I could have said it earlier, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, you'll probably have more opportunities to interact with her during this. I whole just life. wanted to talk to her before the mission. Okay, yeah, uh, I think you might have an opportunity, but not during the night on the plane. Okay. Um, yeah, if. If there's no more dramatic, uh, if there's nothing more dramatic that requires my interaction, I just distract myself by um, by opening up a journal and writing the crazy story that came to my mind uh, about this other universe where Raven is a little kid who gets found by Robin, who's a police officer. What? um, (laughs) Oh my god! Starfire wakes up with no memory, isn't and is in the mafia. Starfire oh being you. Gosh. Oh my god. Bad vetoed. Uh- <laughs> and Beast uh, Boy's also there, but he can only turn into Beast a Boy tiger. can only turn into a tiger in this story. Because <laughs> I don't know the names of a lot of other animals. Oh my, oh my god. Um, I know the tiger. <laughs> okay, anyway, so I think um Another funny way for you to pass the time is singing like like 14 million and whatever and 100 and million glognards on the wall. <laughs> Something, I don't know. Um, I don't think any of us are in that kind of mood. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so, um, the sun starts to rise, awaking you all, and a few hours after that point, you all land on a new tarmac um there is as you're sitting there in 
the area, you feel this like side door on the plane open. And then out, you look out of the window and you see there's this, uh, the Humvee drives out of the, um, well, no, okay, no. It's just the back door. So the back door opens, but before, and, and as you all are getting up to exit, you hear some noises like people discussing things and loading something into the back of the Humvee. And then a soldier gets into the Humvee and, um, and Blackfire gets into the passenger seat and it starts driving out of the plane past you. And Starfire says, it's like, she's like, Get a let. Oh yeah, sorry. Blackfire. She goes. She goes. She goes. Pick it up, privates, and like wait, oh, gestures for you guys to follow the Humvee. You do not see. Um, you do not get see. Uh, Logan. Uh, going with you. Okay. So do you follow the Humvee out into what is very apparently now like a military uh, base with like tents and things and Humvees and like a perimeter wall with turrets and stuff um, out in the desert? Hey, Blackfire, do you know where Logan is? She is driving <laughs> in a car. <laughs> oh. Robin, Robin picks up his pack. Let's go figure out what this mission is, team. Yeah, yeah. I follow along. Yeah. Um, as you guys head out, there are other planes on the on this new tarmac and out in the desert, and there are there are soldiers getting out of those planes, and they are. Um, they are, um, they have drill sergeants and they're all coalescing at a certain point, you know, and these guys are hustling. They got their packs, you know, their rucks and stuff, and they are hustling and there are drill instructors yelling, move your asses, privates, or you blah, blah, blah. You know, they're yelling and telling these guys to, to hurry up. And you guys are at coalescing at a certain point with these groups and the the um the drill sergeants do not break a like even for an instance to yell you got to for you guys to hurry up and follow your and and you know basically to to follow your 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 commanding officers they're like get your ass they're like get your ass after that humvee Humvee, pretty boys, come on, spandex kids, move it, move it. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I pick up the pace when he says that. Yeah, we're running. Okay, so you guys follow. It definitely won't be an issue for you guys to to keep yeah. up with the Humvee. We we can be way faster. Yeah, you guys um get over to this uh Humvee and um. And, uh, and it parks in this one area and then back, it drives around this tent and then it seems to back up into the back of the tent and there are guards and stuff. And once that is completed, they open the, the tent flaps and gesture you all inside. Okay. Yeah. So we go on in. Yeah. All right. So you head inside and you see the back of the Humvee 
and uh um and out of the back j- just like standing up and stretching a bit is um is Logan. Uh, well welcome everybody. He says um he says um and there's a table out and there's maps and like planning things in there and um he says um and there's a tablet there's like a computer facing him like this little like flip tablet thing and uh he says well now that we're all here I'd like to introduce you to uh well another team leader on this mission who will be present during this debrief and you hear this voice and she goes as he flips the tablet around and you see this individual this individual is a um kind of a portly looking um uh orcish woman and i am not saying just 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 shut up the well like to to say she's she's an orc and i am not i just to get ahead of it i am not saying that she is an orc because she is black i am saying (laughs) that she is an orc because Amanda fucking Waller would be oh, 100%. an orc. 100%. <laughs> What's wrong with But at you? the same time, I thought it was pretty funny. And then she immediately saw it coming. <laughs> oh my god, people. Um, okay, so anyway, this woman is sitting, she's, she's like remote casting into this, uh, onto this tablet. And she turns and looks, and she seems to be, like, inspecting you all for a moment and says, Ugh, Logan, I really do not approve of your personnel choices. And um, um, he's like, how do you expect loyalty from a bunch of heroes? And he goes, oh, well, come on now, Miss Waller. Well, I know we don't see eye to eye. Lord knows that I don't think that I don't think your methods of loyalty are very elegant, but I think we can come together for the greater good here. She just kind of rolls her eyes. Yeah, greater good. She says, well, she looks at your group and she goes, I am Amanda Waller. And while not the direct supervisor over your mission today, you will be conducting this mission alongside some of my operatives. I believe you may have met some. It's like, or she looks and she says, I believe that at least one of you may have met them and robin you hear the tent flap open and you the hair on the back of your neck stands on end as you hear this voice 
from your nightmares that usually coincides with a heavy mallet swing over the back of the head. What? As you hear this voice go, Oh, is that my cute little Robbie? And you hear these these arms like go over your shoulders like in a hug. And you hear whisper in your ear, this is going to be so much fun. As you recognize the voice, even before you look, of Harley Quinn. Oh, no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could, I could probably <laughs> don't need to emphasize more <laughs> how... How much this is at least one reason you you fucked off away from Gotham. <laughs> so, is there a way you want to respond to that, Robin? You are muted. I keep forgetting I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just try and shrug her off. <laughs> you You kind of push her away, and she giggles a little bit. And you turn, and you look... And the rest of the, the team, you turn and look, um, and um, you see this weird group. Um, the group consists of this jester-dressed, se- semi-jester, semi-tactical uh, gear-dressed uh, um, young woman in um, who with, like, clown makeup and crap and um you also see standing next to her a man with red hair and long red uh mutton chop sideburns and he's got like a blue this weird like blue hat on and he's uh picking his teeth with this sharp boomerang and you also see standing on the other side of Harley is this woman who is like kind of pale and white, uh, white skinned, but she has like blue lipstick. And as she breathes, it's like there's frost coming out of her mouth, like she's breathing in the cold air, but you're in the desert. And behind them now, like, sticking his head through and and lumbering into the tent this this big command uh tent room is this big uh shark humanoid guy oh, yes. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Big> shark <laughs> <laughs> and uh so yeah so you see this team there Amanda Waller says these are my operatives. And while I'm sure just as strong-willed and ready to stand up for their own personal ideals over what the mission demands as you kids are, they are my operatives and they will follow orders. And they are here because despite Mr. Logan's pull in our in our military agencies. I do not trust you children to follow mission parameters as they exactly should be. 
superheroes are self-righteous and not willing to do what is necessary. My operatives will be partnered, one with each of you. Shit. She, I, 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 I surprised myself by just, by just saying, are you done? <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she goes, she kind of looks, she's like flabbergasted for a moment. She like genuinely stops and like looks to, like at the screen to where where you are and is like she's like Lord have mercy <laughs> she says well I'm not the one who's debriefing you I'm just here to tell you how serious this is and how my operatives will be expected to act. She's like, I will let Logan continue with the debriefing. And, uh, and, um, Harley Quinn kind of like, like hops, hops forward and goes, bye, Amanda. Good to see you again. Let's do lunch. And she just hangs up. So, uh, yeah. So basically, Logan will break down the mission for you guys. Um, and I will just, I won't monologue all of that because I'm sure you'll have questions in between and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, no, Southern accent all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but just, just, just actually, as a general question, yeah. we as Teen Titans and not Robins would at least recognize that this is a team of, of notorious villains, right? Oh yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, hopefully, we don't even have to. Really <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, so, Logan will tell you, but yes. Um, he had to make certain assurances and and pair you off with certain uh, other operatives um, and assets of the government that just to to make sure that you guys were all willing to do what needs to be done. But it, really, it is more so just out of uh, out of um, strategic necessity these individuals in the way that they are going to pair you up operate the most efficiently for the different stages of the mission and that mission so uh, if you haven't noticed there are not quite enough uh suicide squad members to team up with all of you mm -hmm. starfire you are going to be teaming up with your sister of course of fucking of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, so, um, he seems to to trust that, or or well, never mind. Um, so, the the um the mission is thus. So basically, um. Logan explains to you, he he points out a little bit of the, well, 
political situations that some of you may have been more or not so much aware of already. The things in the news all the time in basic um, American uh, political discourse. The big-ass invasion of Iraq in this in the current political climate now you are in you are currently uh in a military facility at kind of an adjacent like close to the border of a country called called uh called kurok and kurok fake just gonna say for the millionth time fake dc country (laughs) um (laughs) uh just just in case anyone thinks this is a real country for some reason, because they will. Um, <laughs> I heard about it in the Teen Titans podcast. <laughs> um, there's a lot of concern right now about Kurok joining Iraq in their, and forgive me if I ever am not pronouncing Iraq or Iraq correctly. I'm a stupid American. Um, but it's like basically there is some military movement that suggests that Kurok will join Iraq in their attempts to rebel the forces uh, occupying the latter country. Or, Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's Kurok and and Iraq. Okay, yeah, I Iraq was just still very confused exists. for a second too. Oh, okay, I thought it was instead of. Okay. No, 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 no. no. You are not directly interfacing with with Iraq, but your mission is in in Kurak, which is indeterminately and unspecifiedly geographically close. Like like how most Americans perceive Iran, basically. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so these two countries, it's like, like, you know, uh, you know, um, so basically... They suspect that Kurok might join Iraq uh, and fight to fight back the American forces, and they don't want that. So what they're doing is this is an operation to, um, to destroy a facility. There's a military installation attached to a large dam. The dam produces a lot of the, uh, you know, hydroelectric energy for the country and is just a very vital infrastructure uh, point in Kurak. And um, they want it gone so that the political situation is destabilized so that the infrastructure is too damaged for the Kurakis to be able to afford to divert their attention towards uh, assisting uh, the Iraqis, essentially. Hmm. So that is what... And now here's the thing. The problem with all that is if they do that with United States forces... uh, it'll be extremely difficult to have the plausible deniability. This is why they're using superhero and supervillain assets. Hey, on that note, you might be about to explain this, but 
You look like you have a pretty formidable team here already. Why us? He says, well, it is a very big facility. And lots of moving parts. We could have picked one of your teams or the other. There are different steps to this plan that we'll get to. But you see, he point just as an example, he points to Beast Boy and says, your boy here is able to turn into a lot of different aquatic animals. And that's very useful for swimming up the river and, and once the power's turned off, swimming into the facility and planting some explosives. But the odds of success in that aren't very good with just one operative who with that skill set. And so he then gestures to King Shark, who's now standing behind <laughs> you, uh, Beast Boy. He says, this is where our, f- our friend King Shark here comes in. He'll watch your back, little man, and you'll, well, you might be able to watch his. If one of you gets taken out by the enemy, then there's still a chance that the other one will succeed. And it's just a stronger front. Mm. All right. I get it. Indeed. So basically, um, so the way this breaks down, now you, nowhere in this debriefing is there any mention of the person who has blackmail on Logan, who you're trying to intercept. Right. You can kind of tell, especially I think Robin, that this is being intentionally left out because there's probably a double benefit for Logan taking out this facility. One, he can do all that stuff he just talked about, about destabilizing the the Karaki military response. But also, the leader who he mentions, when he mentions the name of this individual, um, and you recognize it as the same one that... Um, that Agent Morgan mentioned, um, it's basically like it becomes clear now that the double desire for this mission is that the evidence will be destroyed during the operation, here, hereby uh, allowing Logan to utilize the full weight of the United States' corrupt military apparatus to... Uh, to get rid of something inconvenient to him on a personal level. Um, so, yeah. So, um, if you would like, I can break down the plan for you guys um, about who's being paired off with who and what your respective roles are expected to be, and you can ask any questions or suggest modifications if you if you think you can convince um, convince him of that. I don't want to be paired with Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> because You're both first acrobatics. off, <laughs> did you um, say what I'm being paired with? I, I might have missed it. No, not yet. I'm getting hundred percent. Oh, okay. I do have to leave here shortly. So okay. Uh, yeah. No problem. Um. I think I'll go over the plan just so that we can have it be thought about. 
Um, but essentially, um, uh, there is, um, yeah, I'll just go over who's paired with who and what the general roles are, and then we will leave it with kind of an ending scene. Um, so, yeah, because I don't have a ton of extra time tonight either. Um, so it is Harley Quinn with Robin, uh, King Shark partnered with Beast Boy, uh, Captain Boomerang partnered with Cyborg, <laughs> and Killer Frost, who's the Ice Lady, partnered with Raven. Two cold, <laughs> two cold ladies. Um, <laughs> and then last but not least is Blackfire partnered with Starfire. Um, so basically, you guys are trying to take out a dam, like a big Hoover Dam type level dam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you are... Um, uh, and it also has attached military facilities near the top along the coat, one of the sides of the coast of the river that goes into the dam. Um, so, let's see. So Robin and Harley Quinn, detached from the direct mission to infiltrate the dam, uh, you guys' task is to sneak into the... Um, the military portion of the facility, which is like a camp next to the larger facility, and uh, plant ordinance in the um, in in the headquarters in the leader's um, like headquarters and and private abode. This will cause chaos and disrupt the military response, pulling it away from the dam. Um. And then your job is to get out of there after once you have done that. Um, King Shark and Beast Boy, you are going to swim uh, up the river on the lower side of the dam. And then once the power is shut off through the turbines of the of the dam to place ordinance in that portion of the facility, fending off any... Uh, um, any interference that you come across during that time. Um, now, what will allow you to do that is Captain Boomerang and Cyborg making their way to the control gate and shutting off the power. Um, you guys are doing this because you're the most, you're some of the most tech proficient. Um, and that, so, so really what happens the kickoff for everything is boomerang and cyborg's role. You s- you sneak in or get in somehow and turn off the power. Once you turn off the power, alarms are going to go off. So that is when once the power is off, you then sabotage and destroy the you know the power system so it can't be turned back on. Beast Boy and um, Killer Shark head into the facility. Now, behind Captain Boomerang and Cyborg is Raven and Killer Frost, who will who are being asked to fend off the those people who are going to try to rush to the power gate and stop Cyborg and Boomerang. Um, you're basically going to be fighting on like the top of the dam, mm-hmm. um, and then we join them when we're done with our yes, job. yes, Lar- largely uh, is a distraction. 
Yes. Um, but but turning off the power is also uh, key for you because it lets Beast Boy and and uh, Killer Shark get in, plant the bombs at the most vulnerable point uh, um, in the infrastructure. And while all this is happening, perhaps a little bit before, but also a little bit during, um, it'll all be timed to, at the same point. So like when when Robin and Harley Quinn blow up the um blow up the the uh the military facility uh location that is the exact time that you turn off the power for instance because then you that's the point where you both have a limited amount of time because the alarms are off now blackfire and starfire are actually going to be down in the ravine causing an additional distraction so that not all of the forces just like go up to the top of the dam and overwhelm you guys as you're trying to like destroy it or get out or something. Right. Blackfire and Starfire. So basically at the bottom of the dam, right? Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of river heading out of that way, but a smaller flow, obviously, because that's a dam's work. Um, down there are, um, you are going to be waiting and hiding, ready to, once the dam shuts down, engage the infantry, mechanized units or tanks, and anti-aircraft installments that are, that are guarding this portion of the dam against airstrikes. So basically, they want to stop uh, F-16s from flying through this ravine and just missling the hell out of the the surface of the dam, right? So they put yeah. tanks and things like that there uh, to to stop that whole problem. Um, so they want to put me in the place where it's absolutely hardest to not kill people. <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Uh, essentially. Um, it will be pretty difficult. Uh, so, but you and your sister are the most high-powered assets, so that's where they're going to be. So, with all of that, I will definitely fill you guys in on more details if you have more questions uh, and take suggestions that you have if you want to try to change the plan up uh, mm -hmm. a little bit. But that is the essential plan. Do any of you have recommendations uh, for what you want to do? Otherwise, um, otherwise, I think we'll end it here with kind of a, yeah, a final scene of of you guys like walking off to get ready for your different tasks because mm -hmm. people have to start heading out. Uh, Joey, I just want to double check. Do you have my audio? Yeah, yeah I think I think I should. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm about okay. to end here. I, I don't want to exit out and then you not have it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no problem. I think I should have it. Okay, cool. Later, guys. Right. See ya. Alright, see ya. Um, no, I don't think I have any particular strategic changes yeah, to the plan. Either, I think right. if they're asking me to blow up tanks, I feel like I can blow up some guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and if you guys think of anything, that's why we'll have another, you know, two-week gap in between the next, the next time. Um, but, yeah. This is definitely an arc, because... It's taking a while <laughs> to yeah. get through everything. So, 
I can't wait till we experience mass death and uh, the entire Suicide Squad dies. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what I wanted to say to Star to Blackfire earlier would have uh, been better uh, private on an airplane because I wanted to pull her aside and say something, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that thing where you think of something really good to say, like in the shower the day afterwards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> So can't retcon and say I said never mind. It's fine. yeah, like she was way out of the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, what will happen now is that with your roles designated, um, you guys will, um, will, uh, that night, um, you know, you'll probably go over the plan a bit more in detail with each of your part new partners very disagreeable and and upsetting people each of them um but you will go over all of that and then that night um the plan will commence in the early hours of the morning uh but first from the military facility where you are you get onto a black helicopter you all load up into this big helicopter maybe a couple helicopters that fly you out over the border um, into Karak and in the desert near the dam. Still about a couple, about a, uh, a mile or so out from the dam, these this this helic these helicopters land behind a dune, and then you guys have to make your way on foot to the facility. And then you will split off into your respective teams. So the final uh, scene is you guys in the night, in the wee hours of the morning, splitting off into your respective teams, looking at your friends uh, for the last time before this mission is begun and splitting off with these strange villains to conduct this covert operation uh the last thing we kind of see is each group splitting off in different directions and despite your uh, your attempts to dodge it all this time uh harley quinn throws her arm around your neck again uh robin and goes <laughs> robbie this is gonna be so much fun and that is where we'll end this episode. I, I glare with pure hate. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin turns to Harley and just says, I need a change of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you guys, let me stop recording.
<laughs> Most people are like, like, when do we level up? She's like, oh God, please. I'm, I'm very much the opposite. And I think it's just part of my character at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Too old and sick in your ways. <laughs> Crap, I have my copy of my level 9, but I think we got past that, too, didn't we? Okay, I'll find it. Whatever. Bruh. <laughs> Where did I put this? Yeah, I was like about to, I was waiting for it to happen. I expect this to be in the podcast. <laughs> Wink dogs. The furry episode. <laughs> 